Okay, what worked and what didn't, and where do we go from here? This is going to be our exit interview show. Stick around. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis, and today's show is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you are ordering at the very best time of year. Visit omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get an extra 30% off your order. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below and, of course, upvoting the video itself. So we've hit that time of year where the regular season has ended. And the way I look at it, and like I said, I view college football differently than most people. But when I look at the bowl season, if you are not in a playoff game, it is actually the first game of the next season. With all the opt-outs and everything that's going on, that is the first game of the next season. So we need to do an exit interview leaving um, the 2022 season. 2022 team was 8-4. Had some things that went really well, had some flaws, had some issues that showed itself um, as the team got thinner and thinner as the season went on. So we're going to talk about how we can address those, what those were, and stuff like that. Anyway, the hits, the hit in the transfer portal, yeah, I think Jackson Dart was an absolute hit. Um, he was 30 for 38 in the Egg Bowl, 280 yards. He was actually playing the quarterback position. And I think that whenever we start going over our misses, you'll see what was developing and stunting his development, okay? So that is the first hit. The second hit, I think, is Zach Evans. Zach Evans was injured, but Zach Evans provided a spark as Mr. Outside, was instrumental in games like Texas A&M to pull out the victory, things like that. It was a good get for him. Now, misses. Let's talk about misses for just a second. The first miss that we have to say is Michael Trigg. Michael Trigg, I know, got injured against Vanderbilt. And there's some kind of rumor going around the fan base right now to where I don't know if this signing out of the transfer portal is going to work out for Ole Miss. Now, you're going to have others like J.J. Pegues, which is an absolute hit. Jared Ivey, an absolute hit. Um, even like Mason Brooks, a hit. Even though he wasn't the starting tackle at the moment, but we hit a lot more than we missed in the portal. But where we missed turned out to be our undoing. So if you look at the Michael Trigg situation and the Jalen Robinson situation, those were the two players that were counted on in the transfer portal when it was recruited. You're like, if everything goes well and we hit on all these players, these are going to be two of the better players that we get. I mean, that was the thought process all around the fan base. Well, it just didn't ever really materialize. Even when Michael Trigg played, he wasn't overly effective. Jalen Robinson could not stay healthy. And it end, ended up not being what Ole Miss thought it was going to be. And as a result, the middle of the field was like a ghost town. Ole Miss didn't really use it. Um, the stuff that 
has been a factor of the Lane Kiffin offense over the years. It just didn't get used. And against Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl, almost had no active tight ends. None. So it's hard to say that the signing of Michael Trigg would be anything other than a miss. Jalen Robinson the same way. And I think that stunted the development of Jackson Dart. Now, we're going to talk about what needs to happen next year, and I think the offense needs to open up a little bit next year, and I think it will. And we're going to talk about who we need and how do we attack the portal, and one of those is obviously going to be a tight end, and one of those is obviously going to be a slot receiver. Jalen Watkins um, did well. I might have mispronounced his name. I forgot what I said. But Watkins did a fantastic job in the slot position, really kind of made that position his own after an early start of the season. Um, but it, at times it looked like an outside guy playing inside, if that makes sense. Now, Malik Heath, an absolute hit. Whenever you got him to transfer in, he was effective. He did everything that needed to be done. Great signee with Malik Heath. And that's kind of the offensive side of the ball. Now, if you go over to the defensive side of the ball, like I said, Jared Ivey hit. J.J. Pegues hit. Now, where it was hit and miss was kind of those box safeties, the Ashim Young, the Ladarius Tennyson. And I think that may have been more of a physics issue, which is something I'm going to talk about in the third segment today about how we need to attack the portal going forward because both those guys are going to be back. I think their issue might have been a little bit of a physics issue. Whenever you have 210-pound guys trying to block a 330-pound offensive tackle, you can't hit that guy straight up. And if you guess and guess wrong, that's going to make the hole even wider. So whenever you look at this defensive system and the problems that Ole Miss has against the run is one particular play off tackle to where offensive linemen are going up against defensive backs. And those off-tackle plays turn out to be really effective and can result in really big holes. It's the weakness in the 3-2-6 defense. When we talk about the portal moving forward, I'm going to suggest we get some big linebackers and put out there. Maybe a guy like Santorin Perkins, when he signs, can go and it can at times be more of a 3-3-5 because you've got a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier um, box safety types. You might need a 225-pound box safety as opposed to a 200-pound. Somebody that can play a little bit of linebacker and a little bit of safety. It'll be interesting to see because it's gotten to the point where everybody in the SEC realizes that that is going to happen. Those are kind of the hits and misses in the portal. When we come back, we're going to talk about recruiting. And that's kind of a bright side. We've had small classes, but... There have been players that have really shown up, and including this last class with Quinshawn Judkins and um, with um, Davis Nigmanosin. Those guys um, turned out to be real players as well. So let's stick around for that when we come back. But right now, I do want to tell you today's show is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of a perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha Steak. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together a special curated gift package to help the guesswork, help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. 
Go to Omaha Steaks and use promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, at checkout and get thirty dollars off your order. You can send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites, guaranteed to impress, like the legendary's butcher's cut filet and young, um, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, and uh, even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Locked On, one word, at checkout. Now, Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give the gift that is simply perfect. Gifts like perfectly aged, tender steaks, juicy, bur- juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. A gourmet gift from Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. A gift they'll remember with every unforgettable bite. Plus, with this special radio offer, get the $30 off your order. It's a minimum order is required, granted, but you can get $30 off your order with a minimum order. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Whether you are shopping for friends, family, colleagues, or yourself, help. Every order is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. That's Omaha Steaks. Also, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, in the first segment, we talked about hits and misses in the transfer portal last year. You know, because when you're the portal king, you're going to miss. You're not going to have a 100% hit rate. It just depends on which misses are there. Now, some of those players can stick around and actually hit next year to where it was a good thing to get because they have multiple years of eligibility. But this year, the reason that this season went the way it did and the way the team looked the way it did was kind of related to that as well. But what about recruiting? Now, Quinshawn Judkins, now this is a victory lap that I'm going to take forever. Upon signing day of December 17th or whenever that was, I crowed about Quinshawn. Um, over and over and over again. And all through the offseason, when nobody else was talking about him, I was talking about him. And I am going to take that victory lap from here until the end of time. And there's not really a whole lot anybody can do about that. But when Ole Miss has an elite freshman player, okay, a Tysheem Johnson, a Davis Nickmanosan, a Quinshawn Judkins, they play and they play a lot. When Ole Miss has a good player, it's almost like they wait until he's a great player till they start playing. Now, Ole Miss is in a good place roster-wise. This year was the most talented roster that Ole Miss has put out in my lifetime. There were some misses and some flaws with this team, but that doesn't mean this team wasn't talented, and don't let anybody hear any different. The last two games against Arkansas and Mississippi State, we're going to have to chalk those up to sabotage and just move past them. But until that Alabama game, you saw a team go head-to-head with Alabama, play the actual football game, and have a pass into the end zone under a minute left to win the game. You can't talk about a pass against um, versus Arkansas against Ole Miss two years ago to win the game as a legitimate thing <clears throat> and not talk about this year. So it's a good team. It's a team that was kind of sabotaged, and their bowl result because of it is probably going to be affected, but it is what it is. This year in recruiting, 
I'm looking at everything's going on. Marcel Reed, the quarterback out of NBA, legit, legit player. I watched his film several times. I'm actually um, acquaintances online with the family and everything. Good player. Excellent. He's made plays all year in a very good classification of Tennessee football that kind of makes him almost a favorite um, for Mr. Football, in my opinion. Now, he might not win it, or he might have not won it. I might not have heard of what was going on, but he's in a position to do it. He looks like he's completely, totally in control and playing a game against really good players at a higher level than they are. That's what it looks like when he plays. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on the running back situation as well. You got Dante Dowdle, who's committed to Oregon. That's a flip possibility, I think. Um, Throughout signing day, we'll see exactly what happens, although Phil Knight and Nike might not let that happen. But Christopher Johnson out of South Florida at running back, a perfect complement to Quinshawn Judkins. So we'll see exactly what goes on with there. Now, Ole Miss needs, we're going to talk about attack the portal. Ole Miss needs outside wide receivers, and they need a slot receiver. There's been some players signed, but you need real quick replacements for Jonathan Mingo and Malik Keith. Those were guys that legitimately made plays for you this season, and you're going to have to replace them. So this offseason and this bowl game, I almost, almost kind of hope that Jonathan Mingo and Malik Keith opt out of the bowl game so we can see what we have. Dayton Wade I really like. I wish Dayton Wade, he's another one that looks like a, when he plays inside, he looks like an outside receiver playing a slot receiver. Ole Miss needs a slot receiver, truly. It kind of just is what it is at this point. But Ole Miss needs a slot receiver. You need it for this offense. You need to work the middle of the field. This offense, when it clicks, when everything's working, tortures linebackers. And part of that is the pass game in the middle of the field. By the end of the year, you didn't have to worry about getting beat behind you in the pass game because Ole Miss wasn't using that part of the field. So you could play the run as best as you can. And Quinshawn still ran for 1,500 yards. So you have a really good player. You have a good quarterback that can run this system as used and has shown against Mississippi State that when they open up the offense, he can make good plays and good decisions and actually lead your team down the field. Because we were a questionable two-point conversion call away from Jackson Dart having a John Forcade-like moment to where he took Ole Miss 99 yards downfield and scored the touchdown. If Ole Miss would have come all the way back in that game, that would have been a legacy sealer for Jackson Dart. It, it just absolutely would. Anyway, whenever we come back, we're going to talk about how do we attack the portal this year? What do we need? There's going to be stuff that people are talking about. People are going to talk about staff changes. We might mention that as well. Um, We'll see exactly what happens. This is kind of the exit interview of the 2022 season. Stick around. All right, we are back. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Locked On Almost podcast. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right. How do we attack the portal? We talked about our hits and misses, and next year we're going to have hits and misses as well. We do not expect a 100% hit rate, but we are going to have to try and fill this roster and get everything needs to improve the talent. 
The talent improved from two years ago to this year. We need to improve it from this year to next year. That, that is our task. That is our only task for the next three months until spring training hits, spring practice hits, which, by the way, bowl practice hits. That'll be important for the guys that did not get a ton of practice this season and need development. So you could see somebody take a major step um, based off of a springboard of this practice, these practices. So that, that's going to be important. Quinchon Judkins became the player he was because he was an early enrollee and got the spring. That was what propelled him moving forward. So don't underestimate these ball practices. We'll see exactly what happens. We talked yesterday about where we could end up. We will continue to talk about that, but today we're talking about how do you attack the portal. Now, the first thing I would do is I would sign a center. Absolutely. The beginning of the season, the center snaps were a problem. They made games closer than they needed to be and also stunted the development of the offense. So a solid center is a must, I think, um, for Ole Miss football. Now, if you look at the middle of the field, a slot receiver and a tight end, Ole Miss needs to get a slot receiver and a tight end and use them next year. Outside wide receivers that basically just need to hit the wide receiver room. Outside guys, inside guys, tight ends, get them all. You don't need to get a running back. You don't really need to get an offensive line because, listen, I understand everybody's going to talk about offensive line and what's going on. I get that. It's, it's no big deal. The reason that they have trouble pass blocking is that they don't. And for Ole Miss to completely change over, Ole Miss has to completely change over. But 90% of the plays, Ole Miss is run blocking because it's an RPO. Most everything has a run tag. Most everything has a pass tag. Uh, so it'll be patient, especially with two freshmen on the outside. It'll get better is my point. We need the bowl practices. We need the spring practice because that is where development happens. All right. Defensively, this is something I had people all the time, nonstop since the Egg Bowl, asking me about Chris Partridge and where Ole Miss goes at defensive coordinator. And the answer is I don't know. But let's assume that nothing happens, right? A lot can still happen even though nothing happens. Ole Miss can still be a base 3-2-6 team but recruit guys that are bigger, more physically able, like an NFL outside linebacker, to where you can just stack the box and just say, hey, run the ball. Do it. Or they could make it to where Chris Partridge still gets the defensive coordinator role. They kind of give Maurice Crum a little bit more responsibility. He becomes the primary. The defense looks completely different, but there's actually no change. See, Here's the thing. Ole Miss runs a three down and Ole Miss runs a four down. Whichever one becomes the primary, you probably know what's going on. Maurice Crum at Western Kentucky was a four down guy. Chris Partridge followed DJ Durkin, kind of did what was successful at the end of the year last year. If you get the right players to do what needs to be done, you can be successful in this defense. And this defense was designed to stop teams like Oklahoma and that in the Big 12 when it was so high-flying to where everybody was throwing the ball 55 times a game. 
Well, the way that you attacked that was by running it. It was basically by choosing your weakness and knowing that the opponent was not going to go that way because that goes against their strength. Well, in the SEC right now, you're seeing teams that are willing to do that because they're a little bit more balanced. So there at least needs to be tweaks to this defense or tweaks to the personnel depending on what the other team is doing. If you're playing against a team that is pass-happy and absolutely nuts, yes, the three-two-six might absolutely work. But if you're playing against, let's say, Arkansas, you probably need some bigger bodies in the box safety role. Somebody that's 225, 230 pounds, maybe a true linebacker over there to where you can play straight up that way and you're not at such a disadvantage. Because this is two years in a row that Arkansas has done this. And Arkansas could have scored 65 points this year. So know what is going on with your team. Know what you are. And you can use the transfer portal and recruiting to recruit your way out of it. Now, there's not a lot of guys that can play that outside linebacker position. That's a lot of the reason for them doing what they're doing. But that doesn't mean you need to give up. That doesn't mean that. And we'll see exactly what happens. Anyway, moving forward, um, Mike Huseman will come on and talk about the transfer portal moving forward. And um, we will have John Garcia talking recruiting. I think I have, I'm scheduled for two different interviews this week with um, John Garcia, including one that will air tomorrow and if the creeks don't rise. Um, we're going to talk about t- talk to Tim Thomas about basketball team. We have a solid, solid basketball team moving forward, and I'm impressed by what they could be. And with Deshaun Ruffin still needing to come back, this basketball team could be legit. And we've hit the season that we are, what, two months away from baseball? month and a half away from baseball? So it could be, get really interesting because your national champion, Ole Miss Rebels, are going to start play in February. So – a lot of stuff, lots of stuff moving forward. I, I'm pretty pretty psyched about everything. But that's what I would do. That's our exit interview for Ole Miss football in 2022. 8-4 is not what we wanted, not what we should have had. Um, the end of the season, like I said, was, was kind of sabotaged. Um, but we're in a position to where we can take what we have and really build on it. And next year, it's not that far of a walk to get to the point where we want to be. Understand that. We're closer than everybody thinks. Now, people might want to poo-poo Ole Miss football over the end of this season. The end of the season doesn't matter. Ole Miss is going to go to a bowl game. They're going to have their 15 practices. They're going to have their 15 practices in spring. And then in fall, they're going to be ready to go. And you will see a team that starts to develop. Everybody's going to prepare off of this season. If this team is 55% run instead of 70% run, this is a completely different team. If they use the middle of the field, this offense could become lethal, absolutely lethal, like more than Tennessee lethal. So it is what it is. We've got to work on the defense. We've got to tweak what's going on. 3-2-6 doesn't need to completely go away, but physics needs to be handled when we play teams that match up really well against that defense. Those two th- two things, you're looking at an Ole Miss team that could win a lot of games next year. 
Starting with the bowl game, I'm ready to go. Will it be the Music City Bowl against Minnesota? Will it be the Vegas Bowl against UCLA? Will it be the Duke's Mayo Bowl against North Carolina, North Carolina State, something like that? It'll be interesting to see what's going on. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can't provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now, I want to say thank you, for everybody, for tuning in. Um, we're going to start having Tim Thomas as the week goes on. John Garcia is going to make a period, and, and Mike um, Huseman will be on the show starting next week to talk national college football and the transfer portal, specifically the transfer portal. So that should be pretty cool to um, follow him. He's kind of a transfer portal national college football expert. Gives us a little bit of a different perspective. And as you know, the site is all about commentary and perspectives. So should be a lot of fun. I hope everybody has a good day. And, of course, peace.